Hey, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. I am Mike Freeman. I am one of the pastors at Valley Christian Fellowship. And today, I'm really excited to have you here because we are going to look at this continuing development of, of Christian thinking when it comes to when it comes to wealth. You see, what we have just seen in the, the last week's text is that there are those who think that godliness is a means to gain, specifically in terms of selfish ambition and and financial greed. They see the work of the ministry as a way for them to get everything they want and to have a position and have power that they want. They see that ministry role as a, a way to potentially uh, exploit others for their own benefit. And, and the Apostle Paul teaches Timothy, he says, listen, that's not, that's not how it works. But now when we get into uh, the next few verses, starting in verse 6, there's actually some teaching about how we should, in fact, think about contentment. Now let me show you our text. Beginning in verse 6, Paul writes, he says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Uh, a godly life, a life that is covered by the blood of Christ, a life that has been been saved through the death and resurrection of Jesus, that has the righteousness of Christ credited to them, and then is living in that righteousness, living a godly life, that kind of life when it is matched with contentment, a sense of contentment with one's, with one's position in life. Not to not strive, and this isn't saying don't work hard, but, but understanding that the sovereign God has put you in that position. If you have contentment there, it is great gain. Why? He, he elaborates. He says, For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of it, out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. He says, When it comes to this life, recognize that what we have is not going to transition into the eternal life. And so we must understand that if we have food, Food and clothing. If we have the basics of life covered, we should have contentment. And the text continues. He says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Let's look at this. He says, those who desire to be rich, they fall into a temptation, this snare. It's a trap is what he's saying. He, and this is a trap that is full of many senseless and harmful desires. That desire to be rich is paired with a desire to experience all sorts of harmful things and senseless activities. This plunges someone into ruin and destruction. What they end up doing is pursuing those those passions of the flesh, those passions of the youth, those youthful passions that don't align with godliness. They're, they're passions that are aimed in the wrong direction, and it ultimately leads to ruin and destruction. Verse 10, he continues, he says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Just, just pick this apart with me. He says, he doesn't say that money is the root of all kinds of evil. He says, the love of money. This desire to be rich, it, it's the root of all kinds of paths that someone would walk that, that are evil. He says, it is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. This is a, this is a tragic reality. 
He says that there is this great temptation, this great snare, this love of money, this desire to be rich, that when it is left unchecked, when it is not combated with finding contentment in the Lord, it leads people to wander away from the faith. They miss the point of the gospel of Christ. They become enamored with the riches and with wealth. They are led astray into all sorts of worldly passions and pleasures instead of finding contentment. Now, this is actually a really good moment for some introspection, for some self-evaluation, for hopefully some actual self-awareness because the reality is that in 21st century America, we are, we are very wealthy. Compared to most of the world, we have many things. We have the material goods and the creature comforts that, that many do not have. And because of that, we, we are easily able to feed this desire to be rich. And these cravings, they grow in us as we want the next best thing. Whether it's the nicer house or the nicer car or the bigger savings account, whether it's the new technology or the new video game, whether it's that we're trying to compete with our neighbors and whether it's the, uh, the wonderful spread of food that we can lay in front of us day after day and just delight ourselves in the, the tasty things that wealth and money can buy. Listen, all of these cravings, they lead us away from contentment. See, a craving for the world, it will never match contentment in Christ. These two things, they're, they're mutually exclusive and they must be held up before us time and time again. And you and I must go to the Lord humbly and say, Lord, where is it that I have a craving for the world? And how is it that I should have a contentment in Christ. And this contentment is found when we, when we stop splurging. When we stop spending all our money on frivolous things. This contentment is found when we learn self-discipline about the things that we eat and the entertainment that we consume. This is the kind of contentment that truly is wonderful because it's a contentment that knows that Christ has died and paid the price for our sins that in him we are whole and we have everything we actually need. If, if we have food and clothing <laughs> and if we have Christ, we have contentment. See, this is our ancient way for our modern day. What is it your heart is aimed after? Are you pursuing the cravings of the world or are you pursuing contentment in Christ?